Welcome to the Daily Devotional with Derek Nider. Thanks for joining us as he walks us through the pages of Scripture with a daily word of insight and encouragement. Good to be with you today. We're in Genesis chapter 3. Uh, we'll be in verse 4, so go ahead and crack those Bibles open or, you know, your iPhone or iPad or however it works for you, and uh, we'll get into the Word of God today. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for your scriptures today. Help us to be rooted and grounded, and um, God, help us to be built up in our most holy faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the Bible says in verse 4, But the serpent said to the woman, You shall not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. By the way, that's the exact opposite of what happened. Knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw, check this out, that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate and she also gave some to her husband, um, and this is why I think he was present there, who was with her and he ate. So, like I said yesterday, you know, it starts out with this kind of subtle temptation where the serpent says, did, I, did, did God actually say that? You know, is that what God said? And, and so she's teetering, right? I mean, she, he knocks her off balance. And, you know, she's trying to regain her balance. She's, she's lost her composure. And then in that place of weakness, in that place of weakness, what, because she's, you know, he's jabbed her, and now he's coming for the total uppercut. He says, you will not surely die. Completely contradicts what it was that God has, has said. He takes the words of God and he twists them around. By the way, this is the same thing he did thousands of years later when Jesus was in the wilderness and, the, and Satan, the tempter, came to tempt him. In each of those temptations, he took the words of God and twisted them around. Well, it didn't work out great for Eve because, man, she was deceived and she bought it hook, line, and sinker. She begins to she begins to look from the human perspective, right? She's bought this idea that God has been holding out, um, that God is not enough, that God's not been honest, um, that there's something more that she could have that would make her something more than God wants her to be. I mean, just chew on that for a minute, right? Because um, that is at the root of all covetousness. You know, when we doubt that God is really supplied enough, that God is enough, that he's left something out and we could be more if we had this thing that God has chosen not to give us. And then, you know, she, it kind of walks us through the process, right? She sees that the tree is um, good for food, that it was a delight to the eyes, and that it would make her wise, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Every sin can be boiled down to one of those desires or motivations. And, but she was drawn away because of this covetousness, you know? I mean, it, for sure, in a way, it was, you know, the idea that God was not enough. Not only, not only had he lied and been false and was holding back, 
but even what he had given, you know, was insufficient. Um, you know, it's interesting that Paul in Ephesians chapter 5, as he's warning the church about covetousness, he says that the church should avoid covetousness, which is idolatry. And I think, man, that's a, kind of an interesting thing to um, connect to covetousness, that is idolatry. What does that even mean? Well, I think that when, you know, we go off track, when we're off the rails, when we're off-roading from God and, you know, his principles and purposes and desires for our lives, and we start wanting things that God has chosen not to give us, what happens is those things or even ourselves become what we worship, you know, because decisions then are made not for the pleasure of God, which is what worship is, right? Worship is esteeming and valuing God above all other things in life, and so everything falls in alignment to that. The decisions that we make, the way we think, how we speak, how we treat people, and choosing the right thing instead of the wrong thing, all of that is oriented the right way because we have no other gods before him. And you'll, you'll like see this whole pattern laid out in the Decalogue in the Ten Commandments, which by the way, start with, you shall have no other gods before me, and then it ends with warnings, commands against covetousness. Because when we start to worship things other, other than God, we're filling our lives. This is why it's idolatry. We're filling our lives with things that God has chosen not to give us. And in that, we worship those things and, and we, we express this idea that, God, you've not been telling me the truth. God, you're not sufficient for me. God, you've been holding out on me. And so I'm getting what I really want and need from these other things that you've forbidden, forbidden me to be engaged in or to have. And so, listen, all of this to say, you have a day today and I have a day today where we can walk with God and be satisfied with him, to be satisfied, to say to him that he is in, in fact sufficient. And how do we say that? Well, we say it by the choices that we make in our life, by being content with the things that he has given to us, um, knowing that we can do all things, that the context of that is we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. God bless you. We hope this podcast has ministered to you. If it has, we welcome you to rate it or leave a review. If you would like to stay connected with Pastor Derek Nider or find many more teachings, please visit awakenlv.org. Click visit and then choose Pastor Derek Nider. These links are also in this episode's description. Until next time, God bless you.